Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sanyas Yoga. Yoga of renunciation of action in knowledge. So far, we have seen in this chapter that in the first eight verses, Bhagavan has given his identity and how he functions. That Ajahapi San Avyayatma. My real nature is I am unborn and immutable. However, I have also taken many births. Bahuni me vyatitani janmani tavacharjana. You and I, Arjuna, have taken many births. And when do I take birth? He said, I as the Paramatma take incarnation only when there is a decay of dharma. When this srushti which I have created, when it is not functioning as per its own design, then I have to intervene and set it right. And that's Bhagavan said, it is my incarnation. However, none of this affects me as I, the Paramatma, the Ishwara, the Lord. They said, I have created four types of people in this world, but all of them have equal opportunity to attain my Godhood, my own self, to identify with me and therefore, he said, I do not discriminate, but I reward people as they approach me. In whatever way the person worships me, follows my path, I reward him accordingly. Why we see variety of situations and variety of people in this world? Because he said, each one is approaching me differently and they get rewarded differently. Even if you are at the lowest rung of the society, you have the equal right to get the highest post in the country. In the same way, Bhagavan said, each one of them, either belonging to Shudra, Vaishya, Kshatriya, Brahmin, they all have the same opportunity to evolve from where they are to a perfect being. And once they have perfected themselves, they will become one with me. Then he said, I created various types of people and they function differently and they perform various types of actions. But those actions do not affect me, the true self. It is not affected by any of the actions. In other words, any being, whatever action that person is performing, his real self is not affected by those actions. And Bhagavan said, one who starts understanding the nature of action and inaction, then he will understand the nature of perfection. So therefore he gives a simple definition. From verse 18 to 24, he described the nature of a perfect being. And he says, one whose actions are burnt by the fire of knowledge. He is acting in this world, but his actions are not binding him. Because the knowledge that I am not the doer, I, at the core of my being, which I refer to as I, is not this body, mind and intellect which are functioning in this world. 
that little ego which is the conditioned consciousness that is conditioned by this body and intellect which consider itself to be the doer is it that doer ego is bound by his actions but i the self is not bound by those actions because he has realized that he is not this limited being he is not attached to anything in this world and he is free and his mind is established in the knowledge of the self that the person who has perfected this knowledge that i am not this limited being but i am part of the great self the all pervading self is such a person is not bound by any actions he performs then verse 25 onward what we are seeing is the method of how one can achieve that perfection which is called yagna here the bhagwan said there are various ways people achieve this so in verse 25 we have seen two yagnas deva yagna and brahma yagna deva yagna is the practice where the person who has this knowledge of the self sees that any perception which is happening through his sense organs are nothing but the offerings of the sense objects to those devas in him this five devas which we have discussed the five sense organs which are the gates of illumination those senses are illuminating this world outside of five sense objects and i as a normal ego get attached to the sense perceptions the sense perceptions creates impressions on my mind the mind get affected by the impression get attached this attachment creates longing and desires to achieve a complete and to act but is a perfect person he sees nothing but this is just a interaction between my sense organs and the sense objects sense objects are offering themselves to these devas in me and thus his mind is not affected by those sense perceptions and he remains always free of any attachment to those sense objects bhagwan said this deva yagna and then others are performing brahma yagna the final destination is the same but the paths taken by various travelers are different but they are achieving the same goal same goal of not getting affected by the experiences which we experience so in chapter 3 we have seen karma yoga is the means in karma yoga the simply do not expect any particular fruits have balanced mind and be unattached and then work in this world that's karma yoga performing this yagnas you're achieving karma yoga brahma yagna is recognizing that my conditioned self is not different from the self which is all pervading so offering my conditioned self ego at the altar of the higher self is brahma yagna once i recognize that the space in the room is the same space which is outside i see the continuity of the space up till now i was seeing the division of the space space outside is different than the space inside my room two different spaces but once i realize that the space inside nothing but just the expression of the universal space then i see the continuity in it and those divisions dissolve by themselves the divisions don't really make any difference because the continuity of the space i perceive 
same way Bhagavan says that a seeker who sees that his conditioned ego, conditioned self, conditioned by this body, mind, intellect, is the same self as the higher self, which is unconditioned, not conditioned by any conditioning and all pervading. Bhagavan said that's Brahma Yagna. So you think these two yagnas, and that basically is the Gnana Yagna. The knowledge of the true self, Bhagavan said, the highest yagna. Once you achieve that knowledge, there is nothing else to be done. But to enumerate that there are many other yagnas, Bhagavan said, Shotra Indri Ani Anye Sanyam Agni Sujhuvati. Others said, they offer the senses such as hearing into the fire of self-restraint. In other words, the sense organs are always active in perceiving this world outside, but I control my sense organs by self-restraint of what to see and what not to see, what to hear and what not to hear. So that's offering my sense organs into the fire of self-restraint. The fire of self-restraint comes from my own efforts to realize my own self. So Bhagavan said that's another path of achieving this knowledge. Sabdadi visayan anye indriya agni sujjhuvati. See, the other method is that the seeker sees that all the sense objects, sabdadi visaya, sound, etc., sense objects such as sound, touch, smell, all of them, they are offering themselves to the senses. Indriya agni sujjhuvati. But my mind is not affected by them. This is just an interaction between the sense objects offering themselves and my senses are reacting to it. But the mind remains unattached. Therefore, Swami just said that all these yagnas are to be performed in the mental level. These are not physical acts of yagna, but they are mental disciplines. Could be different, but the goal is the same to realize I, the self, is non-doer. That which is acting in this world is not my own self, but my equipment. Sabda adin vishayan anye indri agni sujhuvati. Sense objects are offering themselves in the fire of my senses. Sarvani indriya karmani prana karmani cha apare. Another method. As we have seen, there are many, many yagnas. Brahma Yagna, Deva Yagna, there are many methods and whichever is conducive to the seeker, he or she can employ that path. It's not one size fits all solution because we know human beings are different. They require different techniques to achieve the same goal. Sarvani Indriya Karmani, all the actions of the senses. Prana karmani cha apare, and also the functioning of the pranas. So it encompasses everything all my actions, all my perceptions, and all the physiological functions working in, in my body. So we have seen the pranas before the pancha prana prana, apana, udana, vyana, samana. This is my physiological identity. I'm a living being because the pancha pranas are functioning in my body. Pranas are the breathing, 
apana are the rejection. Anything which is rejecting from my body, which is not useful, that's apana. The vital energy which is in charge of rejecting is apana. Udana is reversal, which is crying, sneezing, coughing, also vomiting. All of that is the vital energy called udana. Vyana, the blood circulation, all the circulation in the body. And samana is the digestion. All these things which are functioning and makes me a living being. All my physiological functions and all actions of my senses. Atma Sanyama Yoga Gnav Jhuvati Gnana Deepite. They offer all those in the fire of self-restraint. So they see all this functioning is happening at the level of either a body or mind or the intellect. But they are restraining all these activities. They are restraining the activities of organs of actions, restraining the organs of perceptions, also restraining the activities of the pranas. When everything is balanced, no exaggeration of any activity anywhere, then there is a complete balance of mind. As we have seen, when we are angry or our mental balance is lost, our breathing also changes. Our breathing also becomes faster. So more I control my breathing and functions of my senses and functions of my prana, my mind becomes balanced, which was the basic requirement for karma yoga. So Bhagavan said, some offer all these activities into the fire of self-restraint. In other words, they practice self-restraint in all their activities, mental, intellectual, physiological. They have complete restraint of those activities. Nothing is in exaggeration, everything in moderation. So that's another technique the seekers employ to achieve the same goal of having a balanced mind and unattachment. Then few more are given, obviously in the second verse, just to make sure the Arjuna understand that there is not only one technique, there are many, many, many techniques. And people do employ them as they find appropriate. Dravya yagna tapa yagna yoga yagna tatha apare. Apare others. Others employ dravya yagna. This is the most easiest to understand. If you have wealth, and if you employ into charity, that is one kind of a yagna. But Swamiji explains here that it is not just writing a check is dravya yagna. If I write a check and I'm done with it, it's not dravya yagna. Dravya yagna is to employ all your energy into that endeavor. I see Bill Gates is a very good example to follow. That not only he is employing his wealth, whatever he had accumulated, which is beyond anybody's imagination all of that into the welfare of the world, but he personally is engaged in that. He takes active part. He actively sees that it has the most benefit. So when you are completely invested in that Dravya Yagna, whatever wealth you have, and Swamiji says you don't have to be wealthy to have Dravya Yagna, whatever wealth you have, your emotional wealth, your intellectual wealth, when you employ that for the greater good, you're performing Dravya Yagna. But it is not just one simple act of, as I said, writing check. It is about involving yourself into that endeavor. 
so that you get the full benefit of their activity. Tapahyagna, disciplining yourself, austerities, yoga yagna, ashtanga yoga, yama, niyama, asana, pranayam, dharma, pratyaha. So yoga yagna, somebody is following that in a, in a very methodical way. Swadhyaya, gnana, yagnaha cha. And there is also swadhyaya, self-introspection. Studying your own self, introspecting yourself in a gnana yagna. We come across this term gnana yagna over and over again in Bhagavad Gita. Because as Swamiji points out, it is probably the word coined by Vyasa for reforming the definition of yagna. When I offer my ignorance in the fire of knowledge, then it's a gnana yagna. Anytime acquiring knowledge, I'm performing gnana yagna because I'm destroying my ignorance about that subject. Whatever that subject is and whatever the field is, I destroy my ignorance through knowledge. It's a gnanyak. Yataha sansita vrataha. Who are yataya, who are constantly striving to achieve perfection. Sansita vrataha. They are firm in their conviction, in their methods. That this is the method. I'll follow it religiously. It's not that I'll follow once in a while and try to achieve any, any benefit of it. We think sometimes that without any efforts I achieve this and therefore I really don't need to make any efforts. And Bhagavan said, it really does not work that way. It comes naturally, I don't really need to practice. Well, that's not really pursuing music. Learning music is to devote yourself to it and devote your time to it and devote your practice to it. Then you learn music. Otherwise, you are just a footpath singer. So Bhagavan said, Sansitavrataha, those who are firm in their conviction that this is the goal and this is the path to achieve it and invest themselves fully. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.com dot org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag om shantihi Shantihi, Shantihi, Harihi Om, Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Harihi Om.